right. Hey, guys, and welcome to Behind the Bunker. It's Monday night, episode 508, podcast number 388. We were just chatting about uh, the latest and greatest shows on Netflix just a second ago. And do not watch Armies of... What is it, Joe? Army of... Army of... Army of the Dead. Yeah. In the trailer, they don't say anything about it being a zombie thing. So if you're not a zombie guy like I am, I really could... I had to turn it off as soon as I saw that. I would have gotten scared. (laughs) Not been able to sleep at night. So thanks, guys, for... uh, Was it scary or was it just... No. Silly. It was silly. Yeah. I was hoping for an Army of Darkness. That would have been a a good remake. Um, So, yeah. Welcome to our paintball show, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, As you know, I have Joe Kimson. That's not a surprise. Greetings and thanks for everyone for tuning in tonight to uh, watch uh, Beautiful Behind the Bunker live. Yeah. And uh, Josh, Zuby Zabrickus. Yeah, just currently looking to download this new movie you heard about called Army of Darkness. <laughs> Better make give it a shot. Josh, hail to the king, baby. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, I don't know Josh. And uh, Garvin Sharma from Terra Tech Industries. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Gavin Sharma from Terratech Industries here, and I'm so excited. It is our long weekend Monday. It is such an exciting day, and we're glad that you're joining us this evening as well. Um, so make sure you bring more to the party by hitting like and share or whatever you need to do. Start a watch party, share it to groups. What I don't care what the hell you do, but just <laughs> let people know what you're doing on your holiday Monday because it's behind the bunker, and it's going to be a great show this evening. Just so you know, guys, if it wasn't for the pandemic, we would not be here. We would be celebrating our Canada Day weekend. So... This is no, one good not. thing it's about Victoria Corona. Oh, sorry, Day. Victoria Day. Yes, it's the Canada it's Day the practice for Canada Day, which is next month. I guess Canada Day weekend we're not gonna be here. I guess there's not like there's fireworks or anything. I don't know. We'll figure that one out, right? There should be. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So thank you very much for joining in. We're watching you. We are watching you guys in uh, YouTube as well as on Facebook. So by all means, post your comments for tonight. Uh, if you have any questions or anything like that, put it on the show. Tonight we have um, a few things in the news. We have a vault from Joe. We have mail time. Uh, also, paintball hits me- the mainstream media on uh, news TV. I wanted to show you guys. And uh, tonight's topic is uh, paintball on the cheap. How can we help people? Uh, play paintball and get into paintball on the cheap. We have some custom gear if we have a chance. We have prices right and a lot more to get to on the show tonight. Um, tonight's topic is suggestions for ballers on a budget. That's what it is. Um, Gavin was at, uh, don't know where I was. Oh, um, Freshco and found this for you. Cineplex big screen snacks. You can get the same movie theater plastic cheese. Uh, at a fraction of the price at your local grocery store. I thought you'd like that. I don't know if you're a plastic cheese guy or not. See, that is absolutely acceptable, right? That is just sweatshop cheese on a shelf (laughs) versus, you know, versus getting skip the dishes, Uber, whatever the hell, and getting $30 popcorn. So I would fully endorse and support the sweatshop cheese versus the Orville Ruddenbacher just in a different bag for 30 bucks. Absolutely. And this would here first, folks. Yeah. And this was only $19, this, uh, this pack of cheese. So you're only about $4 ahead. There you go. Um, this is from, um, oh shoot, Andrew, I think. Uh, yes, Andrew uh, got his patch and his stickers today. If you guys would like a patch uh, to wear on your uh, self, send us a, a message through any of our social media channels. And we are, we have a handful left. They're, they're 10 bucks plus shipping. So wherever you guys are, we can head get them for you. Um, this came up in one of my uh, uh, my emails. I'm not sure where I, where I saw this, but guys, this is our old YouTube or our old channel on UStream. It's still active. There's still a teaser video up. Look at that. Joe's doing a Jolene even back then. That yeah. that he was, and I and think I'm ridiculously happy about something. <laughs> not being on the show. Yeah, that's what it is. I'm trying to ease my way out. You can see him almost out of screen. But I'm going to zoom in. Um, this is uh, this is how many people watched that episode, because it's been up for the last ten years. One hundred eighty—that's pretty good. One hundred eighty-one thousand four hundred and seventy time total views, and and keep in mind that that's on UStream, which I don't even know anyone who goes on UStream anymore. So that's even more astonishing. So very good. Um, yeah, I, I I think I've deleted all the videos off of the UStream except for that one. So. 
I don't want to see the ones from our first couple years. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so yeah, thanks for watching. Thanks for tuning in. Um, we have a couple things to get to on the show tonight. Why don't we jump right into it with uh, Joe's vault segment. When we come back, we'll get right into uh, mail time. Hey, it's uh, Joe from Flaggers Paintball here with another segment from the vault where we go back in history, back into the early days of paintball, and I show you something cool from my vault or from a box or wherever I found it. Last week, we went for a spin in my Mutt, my 1974 military utility truck tactical. Uh, I was searching around for the data plate and I stumbled upon this. This is really cool. Um, this is our first ever field map. Probably not the first ever, but a variation. But if you look at the date, it dates back to June 88. So we're coming up to nearly, uh, paintball will be 40 years old this June. So that's kind of neat. But if you look at the map, um, we had the original field had three fields. We had a World War II field. We had a Vietnam field. We had a Cambodia. Then we had a black ops field where we didn't go very often with trenches and bunkers sort of in the long grass. The field had a stream snaking through the middle um, at both ends and it came to a large swamp um, in the Vietnam field, which is pretty neat when you tumble down a rocky cliff and you waded chest deep through a mosquito infested bog. You were here, this was the epitome of it. So in the spring you'd have guys knee deep, waist deep in this cold swamp, sneaking around to attack the fishing village or the marine base, pretty cool. Um, but what else is pretty neat about this this map is three separate pieces glued onto a sheet of paper. If you think about 1988, I didn't have a, a MacBook or we didn't have Windows 10. Windows 95 wasn't invented because this is 1988. So we didn't have graphics programs. Uh, we didn't have laser printers in our houses. We didn't have fax machines. I guess a fax machine was invented. See, so you'd have to take what you wanted, photocopy, cut it up, glue it on with your glue stick, take it to Kinko's or a print shop and have these blasted off so you could um, give them out to people. So that it's kind of cool if you think if you think about, you know, the history of, you know, paintball, not only was the equipment evolving, but, you know, how how we made maps and, and things like that as well. So I, I don't even know if we had an air. We must have had an air photo that we sort of traced and modified. But anyway, Steve Amos did this. It's kind of cool. Um, but anyway, that is our Flag Raider field map. Um, for this week's segment of From the Vault, thanks for watching and we'll see you soon. Pew pew. Audio jungle. So that was my, um, this week's vault. So it's kind of, that, that map had, had a lot of, you know, sort of meaning it's sort of memorabilia it's like going to your first concert and you have the, the, the concert stub or a, a, a sporting event that you're at it's kind of it's kind of neat that map but then then if you think about it you know that map was drawn with a piece of paper traced over an air photo then props you know things are put in our icons or geographic things are put in and then you know we we shrunk it down and then increased the size to go Four up on a page, and we took it to Kinko's and then cut it up with a pair of scissors. Pretty crazy. You know how many nights like Joe map. spent at Kinko's back in I the day? I spent a lot of time at Kinko's, especially when we did Phoenix projects, and I had these ID tags that we did, and I would each each of our ID tags before you know, I'll, and I'll, I'll do a vault on one of those because they're they're pretty cool. But each ID tag had a person's head on it. Um, and then it had a little write-up about who they were, where they were from, and if they were a cousin. Especially my first Phoenix Project ID tags were like an American and a Vietnam-themed game. So obviously I had American teams, and then I had Vietnamese teams, and then you had Viet VC villagers who were cousins that lived up the river, and they were killed in a napalm strike, and all kinds of neat stuff. Yeah. But all, all, not necessarily neat, but historic historic like events. Dan and Hardy anyway, has a good idea. He says, why don't we make some t-shirts with that map on it? That's actually not a bad idea. That's a pretty cool, we could do that and you could print off a pretty neat one. And I, I showed just the other day on, on the Flag Ritter uh, Instagram and Facebook page, I showed the 1991 field membership t-shirt and it had like uh, PMI, which, you know, for anyone that doesn't know what PMI was, PMI um, was uh, Pursuit Marketing Inc. That's where who started like with um, Sheridan, um, uh, paintball shooters and then they got the tracer then PMI was eventually um, bought by or merged with Empire uh, when National Paintball Sports and PMI merged together then they became key 
now they're GI. So PMI's got a lot of history in the sports. It was started by Jeff Perlmutter and David Freeman, you know, to compete against their survival game. And that goes back to, you know, the late the late 80s. So that that's kind of cool. Cal Mag, of course, my, my, my favorite paintball. And then Badlands, you know, was our, one of our suppliers uh, back then as well. So it's pretty neat. So that, but, you know, 1991, if you think about the t-shirt, that's like 30 years ago. And we're coming up. And they still have T-shirts. And they had T-shirts, <laughs> but it was fruit of. Um, so there wasn't, you know, there wasn't a, a wide variety of, of T-shirts in Canada. Um, but we're coming up. So that was, you know, when that T-shirt was out, paintball had been around for 10 years previous to that. So think of the evolution. Yeah. If you go from oil-based paintballs, you know, two or three offerings in, in a shooter like the Nell Spot, the PGP, um, Mark One Uzi, um, eight shot repeater, sort of safety glasses. Then through that evolution, you get um, JT coming out with the goggles, the whippersnapper, and then you have you know um, masks coming out. Then by 1991, you're in the constant air, variety of masks, um, maybe semi-automatics introduced, SMG 60, 68 special. Brass Eagle was trying desperately to make a semi-automatic. Then from there, here we are now, 40 years later with, you know, um, and then the evolution of powering, you know, 12 gram yeah. to constant air with a thermal valve to a pin valve to carbon fiber tanks that held CO2, which yeah. happened. But look and at, then, sorry, but 40 years later, Joe, we now have a complete stop in any sort of manufacturing because we can't yeah, get really parts. Right. All the R&D is stopped, everything because the it's, yeah. No um, one cares anymore, the manufacturers. The only people that care are um, the people that make that. So, well, the other anyway, person I'm that cares. say what that is, and Gavin certainly won't say what that is because we say too much <laughs> of that, we get nothing. So we just won't talk about that. Anyway, uh, let's go back to, we'll talk more. I don't well, you know want to have a whole live vault. You know who cares is Zane Smith. He says he shared it. He posted that he shared the show on Facebook. So thank you, Zane. And Beardy McBeardington in the YouTube chat, live chat. He says, I found a mutt for sale here in Anchorage uh, the day after Joe's last vault segment. My cell phone hears everything. Isn't that weird how you say something aloud or your phone hears something and then there you go, you have you have all these ads up on your on your I know and I, I got winning my COVID, lotto I got, numbers. I got my COVID <laughs> yeah. shot and then I looked overhead and there was a UAV following me around. Crazy times. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. If Josh won the lottery, he would be the newest sponsor of Behind the Bunker. <laughs> yeah. And uh just for the record, Josh is quite handsome. He is <laughs> ridiculously smart. Uh, he's always been a great friend of mine, so just just yeah. so you know. And I always like to ask him for his thoughts. That's 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 if if I have to be at fault for anything, it'd be asking too many times for his thoughts on things. Yeah, clearly. Yeah. Speaking of thoughts on things, why don't we uh, get into your mail time segment, Kevin? Sounds good. Mail time. Mail time. Mail time. here. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it is mail time. Mail time where I get to rip open my sack and read some of the correspondence that you have sent in. It is a full sack this week, folks, so hopefully we get to all of it. Uh, the first one comes to us from Garrett Green, and he wants to know, with the current reliability of guns, is needing a backup gun important? Hmm. Should we have backup guns Ooh, in our, I, I, our I almost was going to jump on that and say the quality of the new guns these days are, are not as good as some of the old ones. But on the same token, I'm going to bite my tongue because there's some great stuff out there right now. Like some of the Planet Eclipse offerings, uh, some of the higher end guns like the Lux and stuff. I mean, they're, they're fantastic. But on the same token, you always, always, always need a backup gun. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah, so like I mean, back in the day, you know, when when I was a youngin, um, I would have to bring one or two markers out extra uh, just in case my marker went down. But lately, uh, things have been running smoothly, so that you know, I don't I don't require it. So shouldn't I'm have not said that. As <laughs> yes, uh, knock on uh, knock on wood. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, so like I mean, I haven't uh, I haven't required to bring a backup gun in a in a long time, so yeah. I don't know if it's necessary now, depending on uh, what, what what platform you use. But but think about this, you know, Flag Raiders as an example, um, you know, has has an you know a, a, a treasure trove of Model 98s, right, as their rental guns, and as solid and as tried, tested, and true as those are, we always leave a handful back because we know a couple are going to go down at some point. Right uh, now, granted, they're rental guns, but they're also they were built a lot better than some guns are today. So it just goes to show that at some point you're going to have a breakdown. Um, Rick Chard from Paintball Extravaganza in the in live chat says, "If I won the lottery, I would uh, uh, get behind the bunker crew a beer." Nice. Um, so also, um, Rick Char from Paintball uh, Extravaganza is also a handsome and a wise and intelligent <laughs> man uh, who you know who's. T- Anyway. Oh, could you imagine if he won won the lottery, which would be in U.S. dollars, and gave you anything? Even if he gave you ten bucks, you'd be wealthy. If he had a nickel, he'd be dancing forever. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Josh? What are you thinking? Do we do? If you buy a gun right now in today's market, do you need a backup? Uh, I always bring a backup because I I generally play with a TMC, and most blowbacks are rather hard on paint. So I will bring something along with me, like a pump or my axe, which is very soft on paint. Yeah. Just in case the paint's not of, of you know, all that awesome quality, or if it's really quality tournament tournament stuff. Yeah. Or sometimes you get to a field where the home where the uh, field owner has left the paint out in the cold overnight, and it starts off very brittle and stays that way for the rest of the day <laughs> yeah. you can't use anything other than something that's uber gentle on paint right yeah um ramon cartez says uh, hello from uh, new york state and uh who is it that i wanted to read just above that damn it you guys are making it scroll too fast uh george hay says i think the main reason why guns go down is lack of upkeep this coming from a gunsmith himself um i don't know i i I think too when you get okay, you're talking to guys that uh, you know. You're looking at Joe, Josh, Gavin. I, I I think you guys do the same thing. But if I'm going to an event, I'm not bringing one gun anyways. I'm bringing a couple because sometimes it's nice to start a big game, let's say, with a pump in the morning, right? And then as you kind of get warmed up and as you get a little more aggressive and as people start getting heated up in the afternoons, you break out something that has a little more firepower. Maybe you switch to semi-auto, maybe even if to switch to something that has an electronic trigger. So at the end of the day for the final missions, you can lay down some paint, but uh, I don't know. Do you guys do the same thing? I think on a regular rec ball day, I mean, you, you did, you know, spark a sort of memory. Um, yeah. You know, potentially I'll bring a pump gun out. Right. So if it's a, it's, you know, the pace is a little slower and you don't want to start getting really down and dirty goggle to goggle with it and you can slow down with a the pump, then yeah. Then I, 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 yeah, I do recall bringing pumps out with me just in case, not knowing yep. who's going to show up that day. Yeah, for sure. What about you, Joe? You've been around for a couple of years. Do you think guns nowadays are decent or? I think they're pretty, I think from most are pretty decent from from most manufacturers you know there's some that are constant that are problematic but i think for the most part there's a fair amount of r d that goes into paintball markers now and with you know the ability to 3d print you know bodies and components um that it, it t- you know for the guys that are manufacturers that are making making strives to create new equipment they're able to get stuff out maybe a little quicker than they used to be because they didn't have to wait for molds to come they're able to print you know molds one off on their own you know they don't have to machine anything they can cnc it they can print it off right away and 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 make changes sort of on the fly i i think some some guns are more more reliable than than they used to be and i always have a couple i always bring you know two or three different guns with me when i go to an event or to my field to play paintball when I had a field I don't anymore. I don't know why we even answer questions because in the Facebook live chat, you guys have pretty much answered all the questions for everybody. Zane Smith says, uh, don't some of you all start with a pump in the morning? Ding, ding. And then uh, Elliot Darno finishes that off. (laughs) Dump and a pump, he says. 
What? All right, we're going to end the, the morning. Aren't you sleepy for the rest of the day? <laughs> yeah, sleepy I guess. Sleepy but happy. I guess. So good for All you, right. Zane. Especially Next. if you're driving somewhere, you're a little less, you're a little more relaxed, Josh. You're not as edgy. <laughs> oh, no. When I'm at work, I'm fueled by two things, caffeine and rage. That's what yeah. keeps me going. What about incompetence? I don't want to get comfortable. What? What about incompetence? Oh, that's where the rage comes in. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next question comes to us from Oliver Powell. And Oliver wants to know, what do you consider cheating in paintball? And how would you handle cheating players? Um, can we cheating... can we separate that? Because scenario, paintball, recreational paintball, anything other than speedball, I think cheating is an absolute disgrace. Speedball, it happens, guys. It's part of the sport. And you can't tell me it isn't. And uh, I think I think that's already being dealt with. I think you have the penalty system, and I think that you have the refs on the field and all of that. But on on a scenario on a on a rental field, I think it's unacceptable. I, I, I would agree with you with respect to that. Uh oh. Because if you're playing speedball and you're cheating by shooting at people from the woods. All of them get really pissed off. <laughs> they do, but you be, you become a legend, and yeah. you make your way into a documentary. So. About thirty years later, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's such a long payoff, but it was worth it, right? Yeah, yeah. You and know, I would, I would I would agree with you, uh, Todd. Sorry, I know Joe, you're trying to chime in. I think uh, in recreational paintballs, scenario paintball. Uh, it has absolutely zero place. And I'm not a proponent of cheating at all, uh, but I, I know that with the extra team on the field with referees and in, in, in a tournament setting, um, that I, I hate to say it is a little bit more acceptable, um, you know, particularly if there's a person involved with it, but you know, uh, I think it has no place really in the sport. Yeah. Well, when you have rules that. covering covering cheating and you have already designated um, penalties and people are getting those assessed to them all day long you can't sit here and tell me that people don't cheat in speedball right like it happens whether knowing or unknowingly you know you could do something that you're breaking a rule that you didn't know you could you know you're someone gave you a gun to borrow at the last minute you ran onto the field and you cronied over and got a penalty i mean it is what it is and I would agree with, with respect to X-Ball, right? There are significant penalties with uh, with majors and minors, right? Yeah. A major can uh, really change the whole game for your team. So Absolutely. Um, if you, Yeah, so I, I, I think, you know, with the sanctions that are in place for tournament paintball, um, you take your chances. Not, not that it's acceptable, but uh, there's an acceptable level of risk, I guess, uh, for trying to do so. Yeah. And there's consequences uh, if you get caught. But then on the rental field, you know, if when you're having little Johnny and he's having his birthday party and he, you know, he does something wrong, like he goes out of bounds and shoots a couple people or something, I think you have to look at that slightly different. Like that is not necessarily like it's cheating by the letter of the rule, but it's not really intentional. So you handle that one different, but Joe, yeah. you had some points. I, yeah. you know, if you're standing at the beginning of the game and you're with, and they're playing in a rec ball game, and you know you're on one side of the field, and a ball comes, the horns, the game starts, and a, a ball comes sailing over a building that some, you know, there was a, their first initial volley of shots are all lobbed over in hopes of hitting somebody, and little Johnny beside you gets hit. You know. It, and it's the start of the game. It's his first game, or it's a second game, or it's a girl, little Julia, little little player gets hit. You know, is is it really wrong if you if you just call, I call it a ruling. I'll make a ruling and you know wipe wipe that hit off and let them carry on. They know they've been hit, but they, you know it's it's they may never play paintball again. Is it is it really you know and of of the of the opportunity they're having if they're gonna have six or eight games in their whole session, you know, yeah. to take that one one game one one opportunity away right away is that is that really cheating is it or you know are you perpetuating the myth that paintball is awesome and the people that play paintball are awesome and this guy in this camouflage he said it was okay and just keep going and then then i shot him accidentally in the back of the head because he got in front of me and he wasn't mad either so you know yeah by the rule of the law black and white or whatever it is cheating but really is is it is it that bad yeah. little little babby spisser in the live chat says uh didn't we always say during tournament play it's the ref's job to call our hits 
it is, but on the same token, I do like X-Ball where... Uh, Remember when the CXBL was was around, Gavin, and it was true X-Ball again before the Race 2 formats? Yes, sir. If you got hit, the ref did not have to come get you. And if you didn't call yourself out and you played on on an obvious, those penalties were substantial. So let's say Gavin got hit and I'm a ref and I'm watching him. I don't have to go get him. But if he decides to make any sort of forward motion or shoot his gun, at that point that I go in and instead of you know, just letting him walk off the field. It's now a major penalty and a major penalty is five minutes and an X ball. That's an eternity, you know, Absolutely. playing body short. So, and when I ref that, um, you know, the early days of X ball with the true format, I loved it. It was entrapment repping, right? That yeah. you knew what was going <laughs> exactly on. Exactly. over. Like, yes, it's just like, what are you going to do? They are you going to call yourself out? And yeah. then no, those flags were flying, and I loved it. Gavin then, said he know, wasn't going to crony anybody. He instead he set up photo radar set uh, areas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but but it was great, and it's like nobody was mad at the rest at that point. They were mad at their teammates. Like, why did you play? You felt exactly, like it, right? exactly. Yeah. Gavin used to hide loved behind it. billboards and wait for people to run by with hits. But I we that was a spectator eating popcorn yeah. and then just run out from the from the theater. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That sounds like a good idea. I might do that tonight. The um um. I remember when when we used to play X ball, you used to co you used to be able to coach from the sidelines as well as from the pits. And as as teammates that aren't playing, that we weren't on the field at that point in time. If we saw a player on the field of our own team and he had a hit, we we had a secret not a secret because it wasn't a secret, but a code word that we would yell, um, and it basically meant you have a hit on you or just get off the field. And he, without question, he gets off the field because we saw a hit. You know, and X ball, you're getting 15 balls a second, you know, running down the field at you. There was a lot of times where you run and slide and dive into something, and you may not have felt that hit your pod pack or your hopper or even heard it. So, you know, we our 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 code was hot pants. No, sorry, watermelon. So you yell that, and people would get the heck off the field, and they'd be like, "What? <laughs> why? Why are you calling me off? What was hot pants? Hot pants was no matter what is happening, right? Without without even questioning, if I yell hot pants to Gavin, you run to the next bunker." right which means that we're watching your lanes and if everyone turned away from you without question you get your head down and you gun down and you run to the next bunker and it's usually we used to coach that from um like the dorito side so a dorito bump was very difficult but if the guys were looking differently you could just shimmy up that field pretty quick so hot pants indeed hot pants yeah yeah so there All you go right. next question oh actually you know we didn't answer the um, we sort of did, I guess, with respect to tournament paintball, but how do you deal with cheaters on the field, on a rec ball field? Either big game or rec ball. What would you do? Depends what the cheater's doing. If they're like, if they're like your standard, I'm leaning by the way. Um, if they're, you're, you know, shooting up newbies and being a cheater, then, you know, you can have the referee talk to them immediately and just kind of, unless it's, if it's for sure, then you can ask them to sit out a game or you can... Um, you can Captain Willard them. <laughs> Indeed, for those who know, they know. They don't even know. You just—that's all you need. That's right. Go Gavin, I know you have a couple of questions tonight. Yeah. I, I know your mailbag was actually pretty full tonight. Um, can I put a pause on that because we have a couple more things to get to um, on the show tonight? And if we have time, we'll come back to your questions, guys. And if your question didn't get answered, we will—we'll um, get to it next week. Um, but since it's mail time, I wanted to open up a parcel that came in the mail and this, I already know what's in it. Um, this is from a friend of ours mom's knife? at what's that? Is that your mom's knife? It's a first tactical brightly uh, colored. Isn't it? No. Um, yes. I have no idea. Okay. It's a knife. I'm not a knife guy and that's sacrificial because I know everyone else in the, uh, on the, on the panel seems to be. Yeah, Josh, are you a, are you a, a, a knife guy? Have you met me? <laughs> okay, well, um, I got a, I got a knife. Yes, yeah. I have many, many, many knives. Many. All right, so I'll just quickly open this up. This is from our friends at um, Aesthetic Planet Anodizing. Eclipse? Oh, yeah, Planet Eclipse. Yeah. They sent us EMG one hundred. <laughs> Damn, I missed a show tonight. <laughs> So hold, sorry, I didn't realize it would be wrapped this well. I just want to get the, uh, of course, Fine. the part that I want almost to get. Garbage night's almost over at this rate. But it's not traditional garbage night; it's just recycling. 
and green and blue whatever the yard waste bag oh look at this so i sent them my resurrection oh, oh my goodness can you zoom oh, in on that that looks great oh, sorry i'm watching right. the wrong monitor so i've got green to black fade and it has the behind the bunker on it there we go sorry i was looking at the wrong camera Nice. So nice. the screen that you're watching on does not show it very well. I'll post some proper pictures. Um, aesthetic anodizing was really good to work with. And I basically just kind of gave him an idea. And he came up with some better stuff and uh, helped me through this. But uh, I didn't what want... What the barrel look like? Uh, barrel's still black. Because what I want was I want a green fade from the back of the gun to the stock barrel color on the front. So it's a green to black. Because I just wanted it subtle. And I wanted our logo on here. So... Yeah, well done. And what I'll do is I'll do a um, a proper uh, picture of it, and I'll post it on our social media channels, and uh, I'll show you guys a video next week of it completed if I get a chance. I don't know if I'll be able to get it back together this week. Autocockers aren't just a so quick busy. put together. I am. Where? I've got lots to do these days. Where are they located? Autocockers? They were made in, um, in no, California. No, not autocockers. It's <laughs> smart-ass. <laughs> The, the um, aesthetic is, I believe he's still in Ontario, Canada. But he's he does a lot yeah. of stuff for guys, obviously in the states. He does he he just did some dynasty work. Um, I, I'm not I, I'm going to get more information before I I say too much. But uh, good company. I follow him on Instagram, and I I love the stuff that he comes up with. Um, and I've been wanting to do something with him for a long time. So yeah, we'll we'll see more from them as the as the as the next couple weeks go on. Um. Okay, so we have the topic to get to, which one I want to get to. We also have a video tonight, guys. I don't know if I'll play the whole thing. We'll see how it goes. Um, we all know our friends, the Command Bros. Energy was on the news, and uh, I wanted to show you why. So why don't we play the clip, guys, and uh, we'll chat more when we get back. It's a place where local kids can take up a new hobby and learn life lessons. Channel 11's Lori Hoy talked to one of the brothers who came up with the idea. From the road, you wouldn't know this park is here. It's nestled in the woods in Crafton. But with COVID restrictions loosening, it's now a place for kids to get off their electronics and learn life lessons. It's a video game experience in real life. This is the Pittsburgh Paintball Park, but it's more than just paintball. Those guys in the castle have to rescue this body. A paintball is for everybody, but right now we need the kids to be more active. It's something that they don't do like we did when we were growing up. Energy is one of the founders of Command Bros. He's a combat referee on the weekends during open play that is for kids eight years and up. His mission is to get kids here and off their gaming consoles. This is a great way for them to come out, uh, get some fresh air, uh, move their body around without actually telling them to do so. Energy says in addition to the exercise, children also learn life skills from paintball games. It's a good experience seeing kids find out about themselves and give them the opportunity to have a good time and, you know, learn uh, team play, friendship, you know, camaraderie. So it's, I have never really seen a negative aspect outside the initial first hit. Nice shooting, Tex. The initial first hit is a shocker. If you can take the shots, you can, yeah, go yeah, right on ahead. This is also an important lesson about gun safety. And then they're loaded into here. For kids and adults. I tell people, if you're going to purchase a gun, go paintball first. Because it's the safe safety, same safeties on a paintball gun it is on a real gun. There is a fee to play, plus there is the necessary gear, but these ballers say it's worth it. I've been playing this for over 20 years, and the thing I've learned the most is the friendships and the people are a brotherhood, and we're all brothers because we all come back to the game we love. A Command Bros war game is set for next month for kids who are entry level and intermediate players. But now that, you know, summertime's back, you know, uh, they're, they're lifting a lot of these uh, restrictions. We need to start motivating the kids to go do something. That war game is scheduled for June 26th at TRP in Cranberry. From Crafton, Lori Hoy, Channel 11 News. Hey guys, this show tonight, amongst all of our other shows, are brought to you by Planet Eclipse. Did you know that more championships, new mechanicals, new electronic markers, hey, new territory, including the new MagFed division, Planet Eclipse has everything that you guys need, guys. Get Planet Eclipse and take on the world. Ah, 
when the world's leading manufacturer of whoa wait what's the wrong one damn hang on when the world's greatest players photographers and expected parents need the best coverage most vivid colors and biggest selection they pull a tab on an eg product hashtag pop smoke hashtag new packaging Big yeah. welded seams, stainless steel hardware, multiple color options makes AirUps the number one choice for inflatables on and off the field. Made in America by Brett Davis and his crew. Hit up AirUps.com. Green Spade, Ruthless Paintball products, color sublimations, and craftsmanship never die. On or off the field, Ruthless keeps you fresh. Use the promo code B2B15 for 15% off your order. Adapt, create, and win. Exalt is in our blood. Make your game boil. Get Exalt, which is available worldwide. From the beginning, you'd stumble down a rocky cliff or waded chest deep through a mosquito-infested bog. And whether you're sliding into the snake or running and gunning, GI Sports has the gear for you. Now with the new Stormer, Basic, Tactical, and Elite. DLX Technology, guys. True industry innovators with some of the lightest, fastest, and sleekest hardware in paintball. DLX has the paint, the power to get you to the podium. And that's where you guys want to be, ladies and gentlemen. Um, going back to your comment, Joe, about uh, GI Sports, still, I think, still some of the best paint I have ever shot. If you ask me today, what is the what is my favorite paint I've ever shot? I'm going to say Marbleizer or Evil, and it just happened to be something off the GI truck. So, ladies and gentlemen, when you guys are shopping for paint, give them a shot. Um, so, Gavin, we're talking about... Uh, or actually, everybody, we're talking about uh, suggestions for ballers on a budget. We're going to watch you guys. This is where it's time for you guys to shine in the live chat. Uh, we want to hear your answers or your tips for suggestions for ballers on a budget. And congratulations, by the way, to NRG and the Command Bros for helping put that new segment together. That was awesome. It's always nice to see. I almost I almost glazed over that. It's always nice to see when paintballs in the media. And unfortunately, it takes some of our paintball ambassadors to do that um how many times have we seen wolf on the news for city tv and others i mean these little things will go a long way when it takes to uh getting new people back out to the paintball field so uh joe if you want to watch the live chat uh josh i know you have a sheet and a couple sheets and jo uh, gavin you might have a couple sheets but we're asking you guys live tonight suggestions for ballers on a budget uh Dwayne king says those look like my old boots <laughs> yeah um all right so what do you think gavin let's start with some of your uh, social media responses you had to from today absolutely so uh, kevin creelman says buy used uh kijiji can be your best friend uh, get a good mask and save a ton of money buying used items um adam masao also says go to value village or a thrift shop and get some cheap soccer cleats uh this will up your movement on the field and you can start and stop faster for running a lot of people have said uh, invest in a mask first and foremost. Um, so that is important because you can't hit uh, anything if you can't see. I, I like that suggestion. I like all of them. I just don't know if I would um, buy used goggles. I have a problem with that. But that's just me being a germaphobe. But, but I get that. Uh, agreed. But if you're on a budget, making sure those lenses are okay and intact and they, you know, if that's going to help you get onto the field, then fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Biggie also says buy local from local shops if you can. And why that is, is, um, you know, there might be a perception of people online looking like it's cheaper. But if you have a problem or questions or need support, those local shops are going to help you. So, you know, the local field owner, when he's busy, doesn't want to hear about what you purchased online and why it doesn't work. He just doesn't have time to deal with it or she. So buy local okay. and get that support. Can I also just add a little asterisk uh, to your point there, uh, Todd? Sure. If you're going into a local store, brick and mortar store to tire kick and ask the questions and tie up the sales employee for their expertise, buy it there and don't buy it online. Don't do your research there with the employee uh, who's, on the, uh, who's on the clock yeah. uh, and trying to make sales for their store and then buying it somewhere else. Yeah. Don't, don't waste the clerk's time because yeah. you don't know he could be in the middle of a black and white four inch TV program in the back room. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> you know, but, uh, you know, yeah, that, that, that clerk who's that clerk who's uh, whose TV show has been interrupted, uh, the hydro, the lights, everything that's on the shelf there. Um, don't yeah. uh, don't don't waste their time if you're not going if you're not intending on purchasing it there anyway. Right. So don't use their expertise. Yeah. Um, 
do your own research if you have no intention of buying it from a brick and mortar store. Yeah, I bought camera equipment a from a comments. store. Okay, go ahead, Joe. You go first. I have a couple comments. Bob Spicer, good mask, breathable clothes, hiking boots, a barrel. Um, Ryan McGee says buy from local shops. Cameron Turnbull says new Proflex Emacs to use rotor pod pack. Dwayne King, Army surplus stores are a great place to shop. Um, Matt, Matt Maverick Watts spends most of your money on a good mask. Yep. And um, Ryan McGee says bingo. Gavin <laughs> Ryan's at a, Ryan is right now at bingo with his mom. So that's great. Congratulations. <laughs> Hopefully. I also see I also see Bryce only uh, in the chat. Uh, it's good to see Bryce. We haven't seen you in a little bit in a while, my friend. So it's good to see you again. Hopefully, the Loatian Village is treating you well. <laughs> yeah, it's nice to see Bryce. That's nice. Um, so suggestions for a baller on a budget, and we're not going to take Gavin's suggestion about putting your gear in a bindle and carrying it to the field. That's 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 uh, train that hoppers, folk. Yeah. Gavin, what? Or sorry, Josh, what about you? Do you have uh, you have some comments on your sheets? I've got a good one from Aaron Pro. Um, he's clearly thought this out and done it before. He says the ultimate in budget falling using empty chewing gum packages, the little plastic ones at the flip top. Uh, hold a hundred or so pieces, as many pods. One standard tub of dead tea ice will hold forty-three rounds of sixty-eight caliber. Hmm. Fantastic for pump guns with fifty-round hoppers. That's a good idea. Track about 12 years ago when he quit smoking, he was chewing a lot of gum. <laughs> hmm. Um, Daniel writes in and says, I've, I've got a wish gear, however scandalous that may be. <laughs> um, buy a thesaurus, but don't buy it from wish. Uh, you can go cheap or use with most things. Uh, but buy the best mask you can and buy it brand new. We fully agree with that. 100%. Um, Jeff Sanders says, MegFed, maximum enjoyment, minimum costs. Um, I put a star beside that one because possibly it's cheap, but not really if you go full bore. Yeah. So I think you know. the initial setup is a. Uh... It can be costly, but it will save you money in the long run. Yes, um, in the so long Garrett, run. Yeah, so Garrett Green, so limited your, your, your genre of play, if you, if you so will. Um, our good friend Jer, uh, Garrett Green also mentioned pump, and a few people in the chat did as well, right? So yeah. minimizing your you know your fire rate can certainly keep you on the field longer, and that will uh, help the yeah. budget baller. I think MagFed, too, those mags aren't cheap, and you, you realistically need at least a half a dozen if you want to play you know some good paintball i yeah i don't know pump pump i would definitely still say is is where you're at um yeah what other what other ones do you guys have there guys i got one from bfoz 55 army surplus boots your feet will bleed but the boots will last forever <laughs> not sure if that's a decent trade-off for inexpensive but uh ace miller says um personally use volleyball boot pads hmm that's a good idea. Yeah, not bad. Uh, also says his biggest point for newer or beginning players is don't worry about being right or specific. Just be comfortable. There you go. Make sure there you're you enjoying the maximum amount of time you have out. And I fully agree with that one. Here's a thought, and and maybe Joe can attest to this, but let's say you're on a, a super budget. Let's say you're not working or you're, you're, you know, all your expendable income is going to rent and, and food and paintball is something that you'd really like to do, but you just can't afford it. Approach your local paintball field and say, listen, I, I have, you know, I have a very limited budget. Um, what can I do? You know, can I volunteer some time? Can I, can I clean up the garbage? I may not be qualified to rep, but can I clean the garbage? Can I help park cars? Um, do you want me to go to the store and get you some supplies that you may be short right now and just be around the field and be helpful in any way that you can um, and, and help the field owner with whatever you can? Because that could easily translate into some, you know, some trade for some paint and an entry. Um, you know, uh, you know, uh, here's here's a here's a, a tip for the speedball guys. Go approach the field owner and say, listen, we'll set up your field and, uh, you know, set up and inflate all your bunkers. Just give us free entry and we'll still pay for the paint. There cuts half of your expense. 
you know, most field owners would be happy because the last thing they want to do is, you know, is be, is doing that every week. So these are just a couple of tips as a field owner that we've learned that, that, that go a long way. And, you know, it won't be, you know, an hour of garbage picking isn't going to get you a case of paint, but if you really want to play, and this is something you really want to do, just be around that field, become a staple. And, uh, who knows, maybe you'll even get a job at the end of the day out of it, which would get you discounted rates anyways, and get you money to play. A couple hours of garbage picking up would certainly, or, or, or a couple or two or three hours of garbage picking up would certainly net you a bag of 500 and probably entry fee if you needed the rental. If it was quality garbage pickup, if it's mediocre garbage pickup, then then don't waste my time. I'll do it myself quicker. Yeah. But if it's fantastic garbage picking up, yeah. then I've got the job for you. Now, I thought my ideas were good, but apparently Bob Spisser has a better one. He says, just be, start an OnlyFans. Uh, account. Sell your soul. Go for it. <laughs> sort of paintball. I do like the way you said that. Only fan. Just one person. <laughs> well, we're talking about Bob. If any, if I had a picture to show you of Bob, you'd know why he would have an only fan account. <laughs> yeah, it'd probably just be his mom, anyways. Oh um, my god! Sell your balls for more balls. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! We gotta end the show oh, now. <laughs> no, no. And that's all. All right. There we go. Why no T-Bone? Uh, so a I couple wish, of people. Uh, so Archangel. Back, I wish Joe would bring back his recycling program. Get it a quarter for every 12 gram. Spent 12 gram <laughs> yeah, that yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. That was craziness. <laughs> I wonder if those uh, cylinders would be worth much. If you collected 100 of them, nothing. would they be worth anything? Nothing. Oh, man. if you But they're by weight. If you took those to the scrapyard, man. You'd need a lot, but yeah. You'd, yes, you'd need a lot. <laughs> we, yeah. we had uh, former employees who tried that. <laughs> I'm telling you, it was not worth it. Really? That's yep. too bad. Well, if you got guys stripping wire for the copper, those things have to be worth something. That, yeah. That's different, though. That's different. That's retirement. That had, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I was going to say, a couple of people mentioned this, so I'm going to shout out Mar Archangel Michael and um, Mike Holt as well. Uh, just talking about really recognize what your budget is. How much can you afford to play? Uh, what what can you spend? And really just trying to maximize that, right? Um, and one of the points that Mike had made was there's no point in buying a $1,500 gun when yep. a $200 gun will work, right? Get yourself a used good pump gun and slow your roll. Go on the field. Don't be the first one up to the 50. You know, be as meticulous and slow as you can to get the most out of your time that's out there. There's no re there's no saying that you have to have 500 paintballs every time you go out. You know, buy a bag of 100 or whatever you can afford and just make them last. You know, you don't need to be shooting at trees and and and, and stumps as you're walking through the forest. Just save those paintballs and, you know, make those shots count. Absolutely. You don't need to, you know, shoot a lane uh, every game and then be out in a couple of hours versus uh, extending them the full day, yeah. right? So it's, you know... It, you know, play uh, play a style that you can afford what's yep. in your budget and uh, you know make sure you extend that the whole day right you're not just shooting cases of paint for the sake of shooting cases of paint Steve Abar says uh, army surplus uh, Jacob Palomino says avoid buying cheap products uh, so you don't have to buy them twice yeah absol absolutely um, Steve also says catalytic converters is where the money is at <laughs> what tell me something why is that worth so much money why are why is that a thing because of the materials that are in it inside of it they okay. melt it down and uh what's inside of it palladium or something sounds or like you just platinum? made that up things to convert catalytics <laughs> yes but uh, it's a at least in our area it's an epidemic in terms of waking up in the morning starting your vehicle and it gets a little bit louder <laughs> uh because there are people who you know there, there are people going around um yeah. under vehicle by vehicle well a lot of a lot of uh clubs are getting sold again because they're putting clubs on their uh their catalytic converter so they don't get taken now so we'll see all and right and phoenix in the chat just gave us the same answer so yep it's it's retirement money for sure so uh those with a sawzall can slide under vehicles and make some uh, extra cash over the weekends yeah absolutely uh george hay in the live chat says uh hang out uh, around the field uh even if you're not playing there slowly take things from people's gear bags and sell them to other players to make side cash now the <laughs> now in in, in his defense the scroll the 
the chat scrolled pretty quick, so I just I was reading the gist of what I thought I saw there. So there you go. And Bob says, uh, yeah, small amount of platinum in them. Wow, look at that, eh? All right. Well, shall we move on, gentlemen? Do we pretty much have this topic covered? Yeah, indeed. And I apologize for those who sent in contributions we didn't get to, but uh, hopefully we covered it this evening. Yeah, for sure. All right. Um, we have time for a couple things, Gavin. We could answer one more question and then move on, or we can... Um, why don't we do that? Do you have one more that, you, uh, that you'd that you like to choose for tonight? Yeah, um, so this is not in the sack. This came via the Facebook messaging uh, from my good friend, Happy Holton. And this is a pretty relevant question for those who you know organize groups at the field do you tip a referee you know i never really heard that was a thing until the last couple years and i don't know if the refs have been telling people and it's become a thing but i i think it's a great idea i mean i've been on tours where i've tipped a tour guide there's really no difference between a tour guide and a referee as far as i'm concerned because he's the one that's causing the experience He's not refing a game of soccer for you. He's he's giving you the experience. And I don't know about other fields, but you know, at Flag Raiders, the refs, you know, create a story and create, you know, this feel and flair. And they're super outgoing and super happy to talk to people. And at the end of the day, I mean, I hear all the time, you know, guys make comment in the in, in the staff area that, you know, so and so got a tip and such and such got a tip. And it, I swear I I never used to hear that up to a few years ago. I don't know. So I would say definitely for recreational uh, paintball, like groups, a birthday party, et cetera. I think that's appropriate for tournament refing. You definitely don't think that's appropriate. Why? I'm <laughs> uh, just kidding. But yeah, you know But what, you tip uh, before you, the game. <laughs> that's right. Actually, that's how tips started, but we're not going to get into that. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I think you're paying for service, right? So you're paying for an experience. And if somebody does an exceptional job, then uh, I think you reward them for that. Um, it's... I don't think it's commonplace at the at the paintball field. I know that when I refereed um, recreational games uh, or corporate events, I would uh, I would turn down tips because I had just as much fun. Um, but you know what? If if you find somebody has done an exceptional service for you, then yeah, absolutely tip them. Um, so I don't think it's commonplace at, in our industry right now. But uh, I think it should be should uh, somebody provide you an exceptional service. Yeah, yeah, for Talk, sure. Joseph. Um, um, I agree. Um, even in the ski industry, it's not uncommon for an instructor to get a tip um, in a, for you know for a, a lesson for for teaching somebody. Um, you know, you, you go to the airport and, and some guy unloads your bags onto a cart and you you tip him a couple bucks. I don't I don't think it's unreasonable if the referee is doing a super kung fu job to give them a, give him a, a a tip, especially in a private party. If you got a guy that's out refing for your birthday party or corporate group, I don't think it's it's unreasonable to give to offer a tip or something. Yeah. Well, Bob's a nice fellow in the live chat. He says he sends a few extra paintballs uh, towards the refs, followed by a sorry. <laughs> That's not very nice, Bob. Yeah, but Bob, you're supposed to say sorry after you shoot them, not yeah. before. Hey, Josh, you were a hockey ref for quite some time. Was that a tippable situation? <laughs> I can't imagine anyone walked away from a hockey game saying that was the best ref we've ever had. Um, well, in the level of hockey that I referee, it's it's different. Where you know you've kind of got a rapport with the coaches because there's only a few, or I shouldn't say a few, a small handful of officials who referee at the level I do. So it, it's a little different as far as tips. No, but we get paid. Yeah, I, I don't want to say well, but good enough. Yeah, yeah. But a paintball referee, they're the one that's, you know, you're interacting with. He's your he's your rep. I mean, he's kind of like a glorified concierge, if you will. Like, if you think about the guy at your hotel that's, you know, getting you your crack or telling you what good hotel or what, what good steak place there is around the corner. I mean, he's worth tipping because that knowledge is worth something, right? So why not a paintball referee? Um Having, okay, so should the ref then pool their tips with everybody else or just keep them individually? Oh, they should keep them themselves for sure. They should okay. tip out the owners a bit. Um, <laughs> but I think yeah. that, you know, 
Okay, let's be honest. I mean, everybody has, you know, days where they're on and where they're off. And if you're having a, a referee who's having an on day and he's doing a tremendous job, he deserves every money that anybody gave him a tip. He, why should he share it with someone who's maybe I, came I, over hungover no. or... I, I get that. I mean, you're doing exceptional service, so but you're not working in the silo. You're not independent, right? You have counter people who are providing customer service. You have uh, gun techs who are getting things up and running as well, right? So there's a whole team atmosphere surrounding that. But you know, yeah, absolutely. I, I think people should be rewarded for uh, their individual contributions and work. But again, recognizing that there's a full team that supports that referee to go out of the field. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I guess. I guess. Um... Yeah, the counter people work like a mother f- at that, keeping people happy and getting them through as fast as humanly possible. Um, yeah, maybe a tip out is a good idea. Hmm. I'm not trying to start a union I, with that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <No. laughs> All right, so here's what we're going to yeah, do, ladies just, and gentlemen. Yeah. If you guys are watching us on Facebook right now, we're going to tell you to beat it. We're going to continue to broadcast live on YouTube and uh, record for our after show, which is part of our podcast. If you guys liked what you watched on Facebook but can't sit there uh, for the entire time, download us as a podcast or come back and watch and rewind uh, either on Facebook or on YouTube. And again, anywhere that you get your pa- your podcast from, anywhere from you know your, uh, your Google Play to your Alexa, anything that uh, can reach the internet, they can get our podcast downloaded to you. Uh, so do so. Um, thanks to Gavin, Joe, and Josh for being on the show. The show has been brought to you tonight uh, by Matt, who's been producing remotely. There was a little birdie who told me that we may, may see some of the fellows back in studio next week. We're, we're working towards that. So look forward to that. Tune Whoa. in next week and find out more. But guys, thank you very much for watching us on Facebook. Hit that like and share on your way out. If you're listening to us in podcast or watching us on YouTube live right now, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Don't be a freeloader. If you liked what you hear, make sure to hit the share button below. Also follow us on our social media outlets like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, ICQ, and now MySpace. If you want to join the conversation, post your comments and we might read them on the show. All right. I should have said something sooner, Josh, but I, 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 it didn't. I was just thinking to myself, why does Josh not sound very good tonight? And then as soon as I texted you, you came back with your, that smooth, creamery, buttery voice of yours. It's that strange thing where if I hook it up to my work computer, which is a PC, and then I go back to the Mac, like it does not like it at all. All of a sudden, it's like I got to reinstall drivers and all that. And I go back to the other computer, I got to reinstall drivers all over again. It's, it's like it knows I'm switching between Mac and PC and it hates it. Yeah. But what I could hear in my headphones was just angry. And then when you're like sent a text to Josh, it got angrier. I, so yeah. it's a degree of angry. It's an, so it's got angrier, angrier better sound. Yeah, the amplification of anger. Yeah, so whatever. Um, we were talking about a uh, good show, by the way, tonight. And, and we were talking about earlier about Kinko's. And I started thinking about it. Was Kinko's somewhere that was across the world or was it just North America? Like, I think Kinko's was like an all North American thing, wasn't it? Uh, I don't know. I think it was global. Kinko's being a, a copy store, if, the, if you guys don't know I what it was. I believe in Latin America was Hinko. <laughs> very similar, though. Um, the side of Pico de Gallo. So Gavin is just... Um, He's not necessarily representing behind the bunker right now. He's uh, he's a subcontract. So if you have any uh, correspondence you'd like to send his way, just on Union Mexico, to yeah, it. just address the subject history line to Kinko, fire his, Gavin. His, <laughs> here's the history of Kinkos. In 1995, Kinkos was a leading retail provider of document copying. Um, they had more than in early 96 they had 830 outlets located in every state four foreign countries canada japan south korea and the netherlands yeah but those were depressing places like okay so we had a big game or something was going on we'd send it in for print and then we'd ask the guy like they we would ask them to do it and we'd come back in around 11 o'clock to pick stuff up and there's still strung out college kids there and people trying to get stuff done for school and work. And they're just, they're all stressed. Everybody was just a nervous mess in there. And then the photocopies aren't working. And the PC load letter, no one even knew what that meant. And 
I remember you used to go in there and you get a little cartridge. It's like an eight track cartridge that had a had a had a number flicker on it, like as if you're counting people coming in out of out of an exit. And you'd every time you'd make a copy, you you'd stick that thing in and it would turn the dial and you'd take it back to the to the counter and oh, How you made thirty seven. Guys, are is hilarious. You don't remember Kinkos? Did you never write papers in school? Like, like have to, did, anyway. Did you ever strive for grades in school or have a bake like sale or a gar- garage sale? When, when, when your professor asked for something other than crayon, Josh, did you not find an alternative? <laughs> I, d- I never had to go to a Kinko's or Staples or Office Well, to get massive amounts of... If you, you could blast stuff out onesie, twosies, or fives and tens on your photocop, on your printer, but at the cost of... Well, I was in black high school. I could blast out and, four or five a day. And la- laser, <laughs> and laser, um, and laser printing you. It's cheaper to drive to Kinko's and, you know, get your stuff copied. Josh probably had laser uh, uh, accuracy as well. <laughs> I also want to uh, point you know, out you in the chat. believe this, but our school actually had a photocopier and a printer. Yeah, but it didn't stop you from machines. going going in and grabbing a dado and licking it. And you could go to this place called the Bibliotech or a library, a library, and you could log on to a computer that was there. Were, are you old enough to remember microfiche? No. No. He, he is not of it. Yep. Yeah. So you used okay, to go do- to the library and put these little film things underneath a, what looks like a micro, microscope but attached to a monitor. Or like an overhead projector, and it would blow up this image on this front-facing projection screen, and oh, it was nasty. It was terrible. Sorry, I just want to get to the chat. Uh, Steve O'Barr says Kinkos in Latin America is a way different thing. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Something about <laughs> swearing in Spanish the whole time. Like, is that it? I don't want to know. I was going to say I'm not like, googling I'm that. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, Happy Holton wants to know when Canada opens for paintball. We are in some sort of weird graduation system right now where I don't, I don't quote me on this, but you can have X amount of people playing 10, I think it is. And then once we get a couple more people vaccinated and our vaccination rates go up, then you can have a couple more. But it's 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 reopened again, but under pretty tight guidelines, isn't it? No, we're still under stay at home um, order until June the 2nd. And if we meet a threshold of 60% of the population, then things will open up slowly yeah. uh, with the end goal of being 75% or higher to, we're now in a three stage system versus having that whole color wheel and trying to figure that out. So yeah. uh, we are in no better position, although our vaccination rates are going up, uh, COVID numbers are going down in our province. So we're hoping, yeah. hoping, hoping uh, we get to see paintball in the next few But weeks. our kids aren't even in school right now because they're not allowed to. So, Well, they're not in school because it's 9 o'clock at night. Well, that's true. But there's no reason why people should be playing paintball if they can't be, you know, if they can't be attending school. I, I don't know. There's there's a weird, like, we're not going to get into it, but there's it's just weird yeah. how, they, they set, how they open th- certain things and not. But whatever. It is what it is. Did you... Did you see the uh, meme floating around where they took Doug Ford's body and they bubble shot, uh, photoshopped Bubble's face on it? No. Yeah, so <laughs> That's I did good. see that. Well, she's fucked now, boys. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Uh, and, you right know, we're, we are, I know that Matt, who, that's sitting at home right now, is going to send you a text shortly about yeah, COVID. Grinding his teeth uh, from you know, here. we are in our third wave here in Ontario, in, in Canada. Um, and so we definitely don't want a fourth wave as we're trying to come down from that, right? So, uh, they prematurely opened up everything, um, and we, we we paid the price, yeah. and uh, you know so now we're sitting in lockdown number whatever five I six thousand. I made a comment to my wife tonight that was an optimistic comment about the virus, and she goes, "You know, they're talking about now a fourth wave," and I'm like, "Oh, for, for the love of God! Like I don't want to hear that. I don't care about a fourth wave. Like I'm so done with this, as everyone else is." No, yeah. agreed. And I, I think every, why everybody tunes in this evening is because we want to play paintball. We want to talk about paintball. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we want to be out shooting our guns and, uh, you know, stay the course a little bit longer, I think. We get more uh, vaccines in arms and uh, the numbers go down and hopefully we can open up and yeah. put this all behind us and uh, cross borders again and travel and play paintball and, and go to events. Well, next week, if we get yeah. an opportunity right. to get everybody back in the studio, Matt will keep us off COVID. 
and uh, we'll chat other things. Hopefully, we'll chat other things. All right. Well, maybe we'll end this here and now. Uh, next week is Memorial Day. Are we going to have a show next next week, guys? What are your thoughts? I don't see why not. I mean, we're doing Victoria Day. We love our queen here, and we're celebrating. <laughs> you know, we're celebrating um, our queen by a paintball. So Memorial Day, I think we can yeah. do the same. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, people tune in. Agree. Agreed. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Let's let's provide it, and then. When we do want to take a holiday or a break, you guys can't say nothing. <laughs> yeah, we gave you Christmas. <laughs> we gave you Victoria Day and Memorial Day. Yeah. All right. Well, that's exciting. Well, uh, Gavin, thanks for being on the program tonight. Always great to be here, folks. And thank you for downloading the podcast and listening to us on each and every week, as well as uh, your contributions in the YouTube chats. Uh, we certainly appreciate you guys um, being part of the family. Uh, and we'll see you next week. Yeah. And uh, Josh, thanks for being on the show. I know you have other podcasts you can be a part of right now, but you choose to be on ours, and I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, thanks for inviting me yet again this week. <clears throat> and uh, maybe next time, you know, tell me my mic is off at the beginning of the show. <laughs> well, we could still hear you. It just <laughs> sounded like you had something wedged in your esophagus. Uh, probably, I was uh, inhaling a lot of pool chemicals today. So. Ah, that's true. Um, yes, and once again, your sewer grate by opening that up doesn't make it a pool. No, no, still, <laughs> still. And uh, thank you to Joe Kimson from Flaggers Paintball. Thank you for having me, and we'll see everybody uh, next Monday night for the live show. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys. Thanks to Matt the Crip for producing, and thank you guys for watching. Please hit that. Uh, like button on the way out of youtube and if you guys are watching us or listening to us on our podcast um give us a rating on itunes if you can that would certainly help us out thanks guys we'll see you next week